Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues. It happens, happens every night. Every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Have not? Nope. Summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Hey. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. Could care less. Bye. Place and I got three good tires and a right to the hook. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live, not so live from the low budget live barn grill. Beautiful, sunny Middle Tennessee. It finally stopped raining. Finally got to cut my grass because it stopped raining and because I'm home for the first time in like, I don't know how many, oh gosh, man, like three weeks off and on traveling. Insanity, craziness, as I always say. But welcome aboard, you bunch of low lifers. If you're new to the show and you're wondering what I just called you, well, that's what the listeners of this fine program refer to themselves as, is the low lifer. So welcome had several low lifers come up to me at ICAST say, low lifer, right in my ear. Just just in passing. I love it. From the young to the old, I met all kind of low lifers, and it uh, it was awesome shaking hands and, and meeting a lot of y'all that work in the industry. That's cool for me because, you know, ICAST is not really a uh, consumer show. There's not really a lot of, lot of uh, folks walking around in there that aren't a part of the industry, so it's very cool to get uh, – some positive words about everything we're doing right here at the Traveling Circus and Low Budget Live from a lot of very uh, 
very important people to me in my life, from sponsors to non-sponsors to just uh, anglers. And it was a it was a cool week down there in Orlando. And I'm going to do a full recap of. It. We're going to talk. We got a great guest today. We're going to talk iCast. I'm going to talk all kind of stuff. But uh, first, I want to say. The intro, that's a song written by me, Biloxi Blues. A lot of y'all asked that in the comments. I've got some new music out there as well with my buddy, Dude Let's Fish, Shannon Wheeler, called The COVID Sessions. It is on iTunes now. You can check that out. And I wanted to kick this episode off. A lot of you ask a lot about this, but Boats and Pros is coming back this week. You can check that out on Wednesday. There will be a premiere situation going on. I will be in the comments, but I can tell you right now, it is arguably my favorite episode that we have done. Tanner killed it, but me and James Watson had an absolute blast, so be sure to check that out on Wednesday. All right, I got to thank these fine sponsors real fast, and we're going to jump in first. And foremost, the fine folks at Startron and Starbright got to spend a lot of time with them boys down there at ICAST. We're working on some big things, and I cannot wait to break that to y'all very soon. But Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth in your outboard engine, in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, in your side-by-side man hunting season. We'll be here, as Hudson Lee Duncan said to me yesterday, Dad, we're two months away from deer season. I could not have been proud. I was like, damn, we are getting close. But he's got like a little calendar marking it down, you know. And uh, you can you can drop that right there in your four-wheeler and your side-by-side. Get that ethanol out of your life. Kick it in the teeth with StarTron. Of course, bringing you Low Budget Live for almost four years, man. When we hit August, this will be four years of this low life that we are living. So I want to thank the people at StarTron. Awesome time down there with those guys. They're super supportive, and it's uh, it's always good to feel loved and uh, and and get to hang with, with the family, so to speak, that we don't get to see a lot. So folks at StarTron, Starbright Cleaning Solutions as well. Got to drop some of that on the, uh, on the uh, Triple Threats car yesterday out here in the driveway, just getting them brownie points in. But I uh, want to thank the folks from StarTron, Starbright, for bringing you Low budget life for so long and supporting everything. There could have been times that they could have gone awry. Maybe I said some things. Maybe I did some things that they, you know, and they stuck with me, man. And uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. The folks at Sims Fishing Products. I didn't get to see my folks from Sims at uh, at ICAST, but uh, they were well represented by a lot of great anglers and uh pro staffs and whatnot, but the folks at Sam's making fine fishing products to get you out on the water, keep you protected from the rain, from the elements, from the sun, like the Solar Flex hoodies. I've been talking about those. It's my favorite shirt. The double haul, I wear that a lot too. Long sleeve, looking good. Wore that every day of the show down there. The new CX rain suit will keep you dry. We've had a ton of rain lately, and I've been wearing out my Pro Dry. I don't have the CX just quite yet, but a good friend of mine, the guides on Pickwick's rocking the CX, and he loves it. Says it's breathable. You can move in it. It's a different kind of material, different idea in rain suit technology that Sims has. But I'm here to remind all of you low lifers that you get one life. Fish it well. Pro Guide Batteries, a new sponsor this year to the podcast. But Pro Guide had a big week. They've been in the battery business for years and years and years and years and years. And that was one of the most interesting things that I found about them when I when I first started working with them this year. I've been running those 31 AGMs, of course, but this past Tuesday, new lithium batteries. They're getting in the lithium game. They have held off for years getting into that. They wanted to make sure they had a perfected product. They don't like a lot of the things that go on in that lithium world, and they believe they have done it. 
I've got some. I'll be able to report back, but they just launched those on Tuesday, the new lithium by Pro Guide Batteries. Super cool launch, and uh, they're lightweight, man. You can pick them up like a feather. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy where that lithium technology is going, but I've got uh, three of the trolling motor batteries. I haven't been home to even put them in my boat yet. I just picked them up. Actually, when I was shooting with James Watson out there, stupid dumb Darian's been running them all year, though, and uh, he got protos way back, and, and he's, he's certainly, when he's not making that y'all sweet tea, he has uh, loved the pro guys. He uh, actually did not charge his batteries on purpose a few times just to see how they held up, and he is, he's been blown away by those pro guys. If you would like to check some out, Use code LBL10 to get you life right, get you some of those batteries in your boat. And, of course, we all know what kind of boat I am running this year because I have absolutely not stopped talking about it because I love the Express X21, the official boat of Low Budget Live and Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus. And, man, I got – I think it, it, is, it is like it, it's crazy to me. It's the topic of conversation everywhere I go. Like at ICAST, it's like NPFL – and express boats like hand in hand like i get asked so many freaking questions about that boat it's insane but uh the x21 with the 250 yamaha show still obsessed with it gonna get it out this week thank god uh i, I was texting clay from express and he was like man you, you know you got to get out there on the water he was talking about we we're talking about fishing i said man unfortunately i get to talk about it more than i get to do it these days man since the classic i've just been running and gunning but uh, i've been fishing a few times but uh gonna get that thing wet this week the x21 with that c deck flooring uh the c deck booth at icast was rocking i mean rocking i got to go by there a couple times and and uh, man, it was uh, it was wide open. So Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas, building excitement since 1966. And I can promise you, if you decide to make the switch from fiberglass to aluminum, Express Boats needs to be your first stop because it'll be your last stop. Express Boats, bringing you low budget live, not so live. All right. Getting it done. Got it done. Got it in. Got it in. We've got a. Uh, I, I am thrilled about the guest that's coming on today, and uh, we'll get to him shortly. We got a uh, got a scheduled time. You know, this is it's a professional podcast, man. It's a professional podcast. Uh, <laughs> iCast. I wanted to go over a few things. Thoughts about iCast. Thoughts about everything that happened. It was a busy, busy week. That you know, overall, the show was a lot smaller this year for those of you. And I and I know you guys. I've seen some comments, man. Negative comments on pros page. I, I tried not to go just just uh, all in on cramming iCast down everybody's throats. I, I know that it becomes overwhelming, pro anglers, you know. But but we we have a job to do when we're there, right? And it's to share new products and things. But I know your social media feeds are just the show, and everybody wearing badges, and and you're sitting at home doing whatever, and you know maybe you just want that fishing content. But you know for one week a year. It's a, it's a big deal for a lot of people. We didn't get to have it last year, so. Uh, but I but I want to talk about it, man. I, the the show was smaller uh, for sure. Busy though, very busy. It was great to uh, to be there to see people. People are just so starved, and I know y'all y'all listening. If you if you've been shut out for the last year or eighteen months with everything going on in the world, it's just cool to be in there. The classic was the same way, man. People are just truly happy because we took things like that for granted, and. 
you know, for me though, I felt like the industry didn't skip a beat last year not having ICAST, and I'm a big proponent of that. I think trade shows are dying. It, it is very old school, uh, but at the same time, there's a beauty to them in that face to face, shake a hand, hug a neck kind of business, which I'm I'm old school in that. That I and I and I do enjoy that part of it. Um, it it's crazy though the cost that people go into to have a booth at these shows, and I just wonder if you know. A lot less vendors being there will lead to this year. Will lead to a lot less vendors being there next year, and so on, so on, so on. And I and I, you know, I heard that. I heard that from some folks. They're like, "Yeah, we're not coming back next year." Even though the show was busy, and even though you know they got a lot of things done, it, it's a it's a huge cost for these companies. But uh, overall, really good, positive experience down in Orlando. Got to hang with my guys, Michael Roby, Stupid Dumb Darian, and Big C. Corey Williams had a good had a good week, man. Had a good week, but I wanted to go over a couple things that jumped out at me. Some of them are sponsor related, some of them are not. So just uh, bear with me. Freaking, I, I am not on paper sponsored by Berkeley Fishing at all. Uh, I work with Abu Garcia, who's part of that Pure Fishing umbrella. But dude, this this gilly, that little bluegill swim bait, I can has been promoting it for about six months now. I feel like, but uh, that thing's impressive. That thing's impressive. It won best of show. It, I think it's going to be a, a weapon in, in certain situations for sure, but it's very lifelike, very cool little soft plastic swim bait-esque type bait. But the but Gilly, they, Berkeley, though, they, they have a new jig coming out that's got like uh, power bait infused into the freaking skirt. I thought that was really cool too. Like I said, Nothing to do with them in a business relationship, but you know you don't always have to talk about sponsor stuff. That's for sure. You can you can be impressed. We're all fishermen. Uh, they they really stepped up. They got like five or six different jig offerings in that. They have a lot of new soft packs, but they're doubling down as this industry shrinks. And they're certainly one of those companies. Uh, you know they've just got everything under that umbrella from rods to reels to plastics, crankbaits, hooks. Now, like they really, it's crazy how much it's shrinking. But man, they just keep 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 dumping on those offerings you know new soft plastic shapes and things and filling holes it's it's really crazy to see uh on the abu side the new xenon rod one best of show best freshwater rod super cool rod feels great the abu veritas plx i got my hands on some of those last year y'all seen some of the fishing videos if you watch them on the channel love that rod but they have a combo that's that reel and that rod uh, together it won best of show as well Thought that was cool uh, Costa, one of our sponsors here They have a new uh, Untangled series the Untangled Costa sunglasses available in several different styles But they're made The plastic is made from recycled fishing nets And I can say You know I am proud to work with a company That believes in conservation as much as they do It's very, It's very cool Their conservation efforts are are insane to me uh, the links they go to at that company, but I think that 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 is something that's awesome, man. We got to protect our waterways, we got to protect the resources, and and they certainly uh, go above and beyond trying to, you know, at least promote awareness and and uh, and I think things like that are, are pretty cool. So the untangled, they won best to show with those recycled fishing nets and the plastic. I, I think it's pretty cool, pretty cool. Like their kick plastic initiative, you know. Um, Costa, I've been been with them many years, and I'm I'm proud to be a part of that uh, organization. There, good folks. Some of the other uh, Eagle Claw has a weedless 
finesse head, they call it, but a Ned head now. been begging and begging and begging and begging. I'll show you the emails and begging and begging, and they had it there. It's really cool. If you don't throw a weedless net, I've thrown some other brands. There's a lot of good ones out there. But now this one's got a laser-sharp hook in it, which I believe in, and four different colors, several different sizes. But I uh, got to spend a lot of time in the Eagle Claw booth, and, and they got a lot of new stuff uh, that'll be coming soon. Uh, to all you folks out there, non-spot jackal i got to spend some time over there talking to uh, my buddy alex davis and my buddy jesse wiggins jackal's got some cool stuff they always have cool stuff all the japanese companies mega bass jackal like their engineering is just amazing but jackal's got some sneaky cool little like a new topwater i forget what it was called you can look it up on their social but it's like a wacky worm slash topwater it's got trebles on it and it like pulls sideways this little finesse deal tripped me out and then uh they've got a new like fluke slash kind of swim bait deal that floats on top i don't know i shouldn't even be telling you about it because i think it's that good (laughs) it needs to be under the radar but uh some wicked stuff coming out of there they were close to some of the booths i was working so i got to spend some time but a lot of cool things i didn't get to roam around like i wanted to uh you know i was i was holed up at, at a few booths but uh uh, my buddy, the, the last but not least, Fat Cat Newton, the game changer. If you guys didn't see that, he had the damn uh, rod that had the spinning reel and a bait caster on it. Something crazy he dreamed up to be funny, and he he makes fun of everybody saying game changer. And so they cash and rods released this thing as the game changer. And I swear to God, I saw B on social media. More times than anybody. He won best of show. Fat Cat won best of show. And I, I'm so it's so cool to see your somebody you care about that's a that's becoming, you know, this year especially. We've always been friends, but this year getting to work with him, get to really know him. we I consider him a great friend and and it's just cool to see, man, because he's such a creative dude. But if you haven't seen those, videos are great hilarious and uh he was walking it around getting people's reactions but some people literally thought it was real uh they're thinking about selling some of these to only you know get proceeds to go to saint jude so keep an eye out on that i'm definitely if they offer it up i'm definitely going to buy one and hang it in the bar and grill to go to saint jude's because that that's a damn good cause but uh fat cat just freaking he's i, I told him i'm on the fat cat express and uh, we're all just riding, and he's the damn conductor at this point. But a lot of a lot of good buzz. Me and the big cat were talking about it. MPFL, man, it's crazy. The big names in the sport that are sniffing around, and uh, 2022 is going to be exciting. All I, I can tell you about that. Had a lot of great conversations down there about that. And uh, some interesting things coming, I can promise you. Just hang on. <laughs> we don't have a lot of spots left for 2022, but I can tell you some of those spots are going to be filled by some interesting characters. I'll just put it that way. If uh, if all works out like I think it's going to, and I'm, uh, I could not be more excited about that. And I think it's uh, – people are paying attention more than I thought they were paying attention. Because uh, everybody gets in their own lane And everybody's got things going Obviously there's Bassmaster Elite Series And Pro Circuits And BPTs going on And all this But Some of the people I respect the most In this industry Are watching And it's uh, It's awesome It was a very uh, Awesome thing To hear that uh, Got to see Friends I haven't seen In a long time Just because of COVID Because some of them Didn't come to the Classic For one reason Or another Haven't got to see Anybody And in, in, you know Going on well over a year just like most of you out there and i got to hug a lot of necks and shake a lot of hands and it was cool man because 
you know, it's no secret that I'm I'm opinionated, especially my my friends from MLF uh, and FLW. Got to see Bill Taylor. Hey, hey, you look like David Dudley. Got to see old Bill. Got to see some of my old FLW family, some FLW anglers. But uh, but you know, I, I'm I'm you know I've been critical, and obviously there's been a lot of personal stuff that's happened, and I'll get to that in just a second because it's still happening. Uh, but but you know, it's uh, it was it was refreshing just to see how how well received and how proud people were of how how things are going for for me. Um, you know, I, I work very hard, and and this this podcast is something I really care about. I appreciate you guys watching and listening every single week, but it was cool, man. It was like a, uh, I hope that doesn't sound like a, like a brag in any way. If it is, it's a humble brag. Like I, I'm, I was so grateful to have some of the conversations I had at ICAST with sponsors and with, with fellow anglers and friends and, and, uh, people that aren't sponsors that work for a lot of companies. Like I opened the show with that, but, uh, it was very cool to see, Hey man, we can, we can, uh, we can get along in this. And it was actually kind of surprising. I felt like overall there were a lot more MLF guys that came to ICAST than Bassmaster guys. There were a lot of ba- there were a lot of Bassmaster Elite guys represented there, but then then there were a lot that I never got to see or uh that, that weren't there. And um it, it's always interesting. It's always interesting. But if you don't have a sponsor that goes or pays you to go, there's you know, it's it's always it comes down to cost for a lot of guys and different things. But uh good week. Good week. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. You know. Uh, but one one interesting thing before we get into our guest here that I wanted to touch on, man, and and uh, I've taken a beating at times over this. You know, in 2019, in 2019, I did a podcast. Y'all, many of y'all are familiar with when BPT MLF bought out FLW. Now I was a part of FLW, and all I did was state my opinion like this is i don't think this is good right and that was just my opinion it was my opinion of course i'm employed by th marine and jim wilburn from mlf uh he reached out to me on the day that my mother died I was in the hospital she was fighting a losing battle with cancer and and he emailed me and I said, Hey man, I'm, and he disagreed with what I said and he wanted to talk about it. He wanted to talk about it. Got to control that narrative. Right. And I just said, Hey man, this is a situation. I'm watching my mother fight a losing battle with cancer. His reply to said email was hope your, you know, grandmother is okay. And, uh, and then commenced to calling my bosses and texting my bosses at TH Marine, uh, to try to get me fired, try to get me in trouble over a podcast I do in my garage. Right. Kind of started this, this whole thing. And, uh, he's not a good man. Uh, he's not, uh, and I found out this week uh, that he, if if they were giving out a lifetime achievement award for somebody that's going to be a prick forever, Jim Wilburn wins the award. Because <laughs> I, I I had an I had an interaction with him when he was slithering around, and uh, and what was funny. Gerald Spoyer, who's been on the show, who he and I had beef, but we buried the hatchet. I feel like I like Gerald. Gerald was walking. Jimbo around the show and Gerald came up and said, you'll know where this booth's at and came to ask me where the damn Starbright booth was because Jim needed to talk to him about a sponsor deal. And of course I knew where it was because they sponsor and support the, the podcast. But Jim was bound and determined not to make eye contact and was looking at his phone while Gerald was asking this. And then Gerald did what arguably could have been the dumbest thing he did all day. <laughs> and Gerald and I have texted about this joking. But Gerald's like, hey, why don't you two hug and make up? 
And uh, neither Jim or I thought that was a good idea, but one thing is for sure, uh, Jim Jim wanted to make sure that I knew that it would never, ever, ever be the case, uh, that that would ever be the case, and that's fine. Uh, one thing is for sure, when you do a podcast that, uh, that just, you, you speak honestly, and things are going so great all the time for Jim Wilburn and the crew over there running MLF, and you're worried about this, uh, Damn man, that's got to be a great existence. I guess money, money can't buy everything, um, you know. But but I got to say my piece, and I, I explained to Mister Wilburn that I would always be fine with the fact that he doesn't like me. Um, matter of fact, it it made me smile to know that uh, that I've bothered that man that much, uh, considering he tried to cost me and my children, my family, my livelihood to control a narrative um, about my opinion couple years ago and uh and you know for the most part i that's not something that i dwell on in life it's just not uh and matter of fact i started by saying you know i can be i can be professional uh i can be professional in in environments like that of course because he slithered back by um you know and and he plays the game and and there there's there are games he's playing with companies that i work with to ensure they that that he gets their sponsor dollars uh, by doing them favors and things like that behind the scenes that nobody knows about. There, there are companies that I work with that are writing big checks, not because they're doing a great job for them. Just understand that. And uh, I won't go any more into that for old Jimbo, but he knows what I'm talking about for sure. And, uh, and, and that's fine. But uh, uh, interesting, interesting situation to say the very least. Uh, you know, a lot of bad blood there. A lot of bad blood. So for any of you that are like, man, you give them a hard time or whatever. Well, I I, I speak what I see normally, for better or worse. Um, but if any of you are new listeners and you want to know why I think that he is an absolute total piece of garbage, uh, listen back in 2019. <laughs> I think the podcast is called Major League Fishing Can't Handle This Podcast. But that that's a man that has got a lot of money and thinks he can nip things in the bud just by writing checks and, and slithering around. And one of my biggest sponsors that have worked with him before, they referred to him as the snake of the industry, and it just tickles me to death. Uh, so... So what? So some things change, you know. Like I said, me and Spoyer, we bro hugged it up, and and I talked to a lot of MLF guys. Uh, but but one thing will never change is old Jimbo's never gonna never ever 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 gonna listen to low budget live, and that's fine. You know, I offered him a chance to come on. I've offered Boyd a chance to come on and and uh, and and talk about whatever. One interesting conversation I had with an MLF angler that will remain nameless is he said, "Man." I just get so tired of everything always having to be damn sugar-coated. Like, they don't give you bad news. And he said, I'm living bad news. We went from not paying entry fees to paying entry fees, so something ain't going right. Everything changes all the time. This was an exact conversation with somebody that's been very loyal to that organization. And uh, he's like, man, I just want him to tell me something bad, but it's just always good. Now, we're going to buy bass. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. What? I mean, it's, you know, it's those behind-the-scenes things. And, man, I'll be honest with y'all, because I know what comments will be on this for the most part, but I got real sick and tired of always, you know, poking the bear, so to speak. Like, that's not the show I want to do. But uh, but I also call a spade a spade. And Jim Wilburn, I mean, he is, uh, if there's a list I've got to respect that starts at zero, he's like a negative 17 <laughs> on it, like... Just get out of here, dude. 
Get out of here. Retire. Do something else. Do something else. All right. That leads me to our guest, and it kind of all bridges together, I promise. I promise. So our guest today, somebody I've had on, he was giving me a hard time yesterday, somebody I had on uh, earlier this year, and I said he was the bass fishing hero the world needed, and then he went on a heroic tear through the Elite Series. He added to his already crazy winnings in a short period of time. He's almost at $890,000 in career earnings now, bass fishing. He's everywhere. You see his sponsor game changing rapidly as it should. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk to him right now. And hopefully you can hear it. Luke Duncan. The one and only fighter man. What's up, Seth Fighter? Not much. What's happening? Dude, I'm just sitting here. Well, actually, what I was doing right before I called you was blasting. This This should be a great episode for you because I was blasting Jim Wilburn for Major League Fishing right before I called you. <laughs> Beautiful. Because I had a great interaction with him at ICAST. And uh, as I said before I called you, he is still a dick, in case you were wondering. You're not surprised. That. I'll say it for you. You yeah. don't even have to say it. You're not surprised. Uh, I but, I, but, I, but I said that was a, a good segue. I didn't mean to really put it in there like that because you deserve better <laughs> than to get in the middle of that. But, uh, dude, I, I cannot uh, put into words how pumped I am for you. And how proud I am for you. But I I was looking back and thinking back. I've known you for a little while now, man, through TH and and through through Philip. We got a lot of mutual friends like Dougie, Josh Douglas, Corey Williams, Big C, and uh, and some of these some of these folks. And dude, I I found it interesting. This is what I want to start with with you. Is dude, you were on the ropes in 2016, right? I mean, you were for your fishing career. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Out of money, out of hope. Out of money, out of hope. And then the Mississippi River happens. You get a second. And then you go win at Mille Lacs. And it changed everything right there in that moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, so looking back now, five years, what does it feel like to have that damn trophy, dude? (laughs) It feels like I think I'll be fishing for a while and I don't got to worry about getting a job. (laughs) like that you you know that's a really seth fighter answer i feel like and i appreciate that i feel like because dude you are one of those guys i talk about it on here all the time you have to be obsessed with this game the fishing part of it and and I, i think it's safe to say you're obsessed with the fishing part of it and you're getting better at the business part of it and i don't mean you were ever bad at it. i'm just saying you realize hey to feed my family sponsors our life you you are becoming the perfect machine i feel like out there but talk about being obsessed dude because you go fit when you get home you go bass fishing right oh absolutely unless it's like november and then we're shooting dogs <laughs> and, yeah. Then, yeah, and then you no, get the shotgun yeah. out yeah no i love i mean i've been that way since i was a kid man Ever since I was like nine, ten years old, every day of the summer I'd ride, my, get up early in the morning, ride my bike to the lake, fish from the bank all day long till dark, and ride my bike home. And it's still the same, you know. I get home from these tournaments, I hook up the duck boat and go pond hopping, and I don't, I don't fish as many like big lakes and stuff when I get home. Just in Minnesota, we got so many good little lakes, and all the big lakes got tournaments on them. I love just, you know, hopping in the John boat and 
grab a flipping stick, no graphs, and trolling motor, and just go fishing. Let's go flip some full, right? Yeah, like a, yeah, it's so much more simpler than the tournament fishing and all the graphs and the waypoints. And it's nice just go to a little lake, duck boat, trolling motor only, and just just go fishing, you just, know, and just get after it, dude. Just yeah, get just after it. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm the same way. I like to, I don't know, as crazy as life's got, and and I just like to just I like to get my kids. I like to go fishing and just you know. Whatever they yeah. want to do. Like, you want to go throw a frog? We'll go throw a frog. We might get yeah. two bites yeah. all day. It's July on Pickwick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but yeah. but do whatever they want to go do. Just like that bare bones. They want to go bluegill fishing. Like, we do we do that. Like, whatever. Yeah. That's 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 cool to hear. Uh, well, so, obviously, in five years, since that 2016, kind of like you're on the ropes, you're up to almost 890 grand in career earnings. But the most important change is, like, you got these two babies now. <laughs> yeah. 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 That changed everything for me. How? how? focus off myself and, you know, I'm doing it for them and I seem to fish a lot better when I'm, you know, fishing for them instead of myself. You know, I'd been fine sleeping on my buddy's couch, eating bologna sandwiches my whole life, just scraping by. But, um, now with them, I got to make sure they're taken care of. So you do have that, and, and I think that just naturally, the second your your first child comes along, you everything changes. I feel like for most for most folks, and, yeah, and so you do have that when you're out there on the water. That's your number one thing, huh? Yeah, it's changed everything. Yeah. That's well, awesome, man. Her, you know, it's your purpose, and that's right. Like your drive, you know. That's that's so that's so cool. I saw that your daughter when you got home from ICAST, you you made a post that she got her cake and she got her trophy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had a little deal worked out. That if, well, she called it the fishy race. The fishy um, race. Okay, I, that's what I'm calling it from race, now she on. A, a rainbow cake, and, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we got, got our little trophy too. So. Dude. You may have told that on 14 podcasts already, but I got news for you right here, ladies and gentlemen. AOI is no longer AOI. It's the fishy race <laughs> for life for me now because that's yeah. that's amazing. I'm going to tell the guys at MPFL that our trophy is going to be the fishy race. Right? It's going to be yeah, rainbow, too. I don't know what the guys will think about it that are going to win it, <laughs> but I don't care. Like That's that's amazing yeah. for the fighter crew. That's uh too cool, man. So, so they're definitely excited. I, I saw your wife on stage with you with the trophy wearing the jersey, dude. Those moments are oh, yeah. what what professional fishing's all about, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. That's just as much her trophy as it is mine. I mean, we can't do this without somebody at home taking care of us and everything else. That's that's a fact, dude. We wasn't for her the repo man to be getting my truck. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd, I'd probably be driving to the wrong state half the time, dude. My wife literally had this conversation this week. She she was out of town uh, for a few days. I was gone and in and out with MPFL. Then I had to go to ICAST, but there was like a couple days that I was home. She comes in, comes back home, and she said, I swear to God, like, you can't do this by yourself. Like, and I'm like, Absolutely really? Not. Like, I didn't handle it? And she's like, no, this is going on. This is going on. This bill didn't get paid. Like, what are you doing with your life? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> hell, I really do lean on you more than I than I realized, sure. I guess, honey. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So true, man. That's the backbone. That's that's so awesome to hear you say. But it's it's true, man. I'm living that. Oh, yeah. I'm living it too, man. It's like, good gosh, man. They don't get enough credit. So it's nice no. to see her on stage with you. Yeah. Uh, Dude, what? Uh, so you've got a lot of these. I, I find this interesting, and, and if this is too much to ask, 
just tell me to to shut up and, yeah. and we're we're bros. Right, right. But dude, you've got so much going on with like Outcast and your signature series stuff. Like, have you seen an increase? Because your jig is fire. Like the fi- the fighter jig, like I shouldn't even say that out loud because I want people to stop buying it. Cause so I can actually get them. Uh thanks to Pete at Omnia Tackle, I do get a few every now and then. Shout out Pete on that. But dude, have you seen a big increase in that? I know Champlain was like a huge coming out party for the jig last year. I know people were paying attention, but like that's when I texted you. I was like, thanks a lot. You cost me freaking four hundred dollars, bro. Thanks. Uh (laughs) just like and then I went and tried to skip docs here and it doesn't work for me like it did for you at Champlain. Uh I think that's got nothing to do with me uh at all. Uh but have you seen an increase in that in like sales and stuff? Yeah, but I think uh, I think everything right now is going crazy. But for yeah, sure. We're selling a lot of jigs, but it, I mean it sounds like it's across the board every company if if they got it in stock it's selling. But you have seen, I mean, I, I feel like you've yeah, got definitely, to... especially after like you really notice it after like say last year at that Champlain event like the next few months after that tournament the sales are crazy well you, you can't, it's hard not to notice when you when you bow up on that damn thing and what comes out with it, it you know jumping with it in its mouth <laughs> yeah. and i've always liked that finesse jig game but with the big hook and the tungsten dude like you are you're a tinkerer right is that fair to say oh yeah like, yeah for sure like you uh like the split ring when you're flipping a tube in that grass like all, all the things you do if y'all are listening to this and you're not watching Seth when he's on live, which is a lot, especially this year, I feel like you're missing out a lot, a lot of opportunities to learn. And is that just all for things you do when you're in that John boat at home though? Yeah. Yeah. Just mess with, like the goal. It's never achievable, but the goal is to always catch every bite that you get, but it's never possible. You know what I mean? But right. Close to 99% as you can get is where I want to be, but you know, it's never achievable, but um, you know, that's the goal trying to every little thing I can do to try to get that landing percentage up as close to a hundred as possible is the goal. So when, so I'm going to read through some numbers here, 13th, 4th, 24th, 12th, 6th, 6th, 25th, 29th, and 3rd. How close were you to 99% on all those finishes? Do you have a fish that haunts you? Because you didn't have a win at all those tournaments, and I know you want that because you're a guy that's never satisfied. I feel like you, you oh, you'll catch 23 pounds of smallmouth on St. Lawrence, and you'll be like, oh, I had a decent day today, guys, on social media. Got to do it again. And I would be like shooting Roman candles <laughs> off in a video if I did that, right? Like, obviously, and you're like, ah. It's a decent day. We dropped 26 pounds on them on Pickway. We got to back it up tomorrow. And I'm like, I'd be doing backflips and shit. So, yeah. uh, so did you, do you have a fish you remember from the year when you're talking 99%? Like, did you have one that, that broke your heart at any point? I mean, I had a couple losses, but they kind of came at the right times, you know, like, I mean, kind of sucks for like wins and stuff, but like day four losses where I didn't lose like a lot of points because of it. I got you. But really the one that, the ones that stick out the most in my head was the first day at the St. Lawrence River. Um, I had a few big fish I marked cruising around shallow, and I had one deep spot. I dropped the camera down, and I saw six fish there. They were all great big ones. That's where I started day one on the tournament, and I lost four out of those. Oh, I got four out of those six fish to bite, and I lost all four of them, and I was going Ike and Ellie like I thought, like, (laughs) 
like everyone like going into the last two is like, oh, you got it, you got it, it's over, you know. And it's like all I can think about is all the stuff that could possibly go wrong in my head, you know, motors falling yeah, off, yeah. blowing up, GPS changing an hour, <laughs> like anything that could possibly go wrong. And you know, like I, I was more nervous before that first day of St. Lawrence than any of them. Like I was literally wow. dry heaving before blast off. Um, get to my first spot, pull up there, and literally lose four big ones, like in the first 15 minutes and I didn't have a whole lot else that I had found in practice. And, um, yeah, that was a, that was a nightmare, but I guess it made the day a little more exciting when I did finally start. Catching them. <laughs> I mean, if I would have caught those four right off the bat, it would have been, it have just been coasting the rest of the, you were, you would have been having a but, Snickers. Uh, yeah. It made me work for it, but yeah, no, I don't know if you saw the footage, but I mean, I was, I was screaming like I can only, I had one like four and a half pounder in my hand and then it did a little weird little tarpon jump by the boat and came off. <sighs> like I seen them on the camera. They were all like, there was not a little fish on that spot. How often do you utilize that camera? I've got to ask that. That wasn't anything that I even planned, but is that something that you've um, utilized a lot this year or just mainly no, smallmouth fisheries? Just St. Lawrence is the place I use it the most just because the water's so clear. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I mean, you can drop the camera down in 30 feet and see really good. Most wow. of the places we go don't really have that kind of visibility. And then also set up with the current, you know. A lot of guys are like drifting drop shots and Carolina rigs down the current. And in practice, I'll just drop the camera down and drift instead of using a bait just because a lot of them spots, there's only a few there. And, you know, if you catch one of those great big ones in practice, you're just wasting it. And, I can tell how big they are on the camera and see everything I need to see. And also the fish, those smallmouths are curious. They kind of come to the camera. So, you know, you miss them with a, your drop shot by 10 feet. You don't get a bite. You don't think anything's there. But with that camera, they hear it clunking on the bottom. They come swim up, look at it, check it out, follow it around. It's it's a really cool deal. But I haven't, I just, I mean, I guess maybe like brush piles on like, maybe like a linear or something yeah, like yeah. that. You could, you could use it on, but you definitely need really clear water and most, and deeper too obviously i mean you're not going to use it up shallow so that's incredible man Typically, I, I use it every year at st lawrence and that's about it as far as the places we go but it, it's cool it's cool looking at you see all kinds of stuff down there i've seen uh, gussie made a post uh showing you know some footage from practice and it was just incredible and i saw some people like these need to be outlawed and i'm like do you realize what like live scope and like 360 are doing like, truly in the grand scheme of things like we, let's just outlaw everything let's just outlaw yeah. everything that that's cool that you utilize something different though depending on where you go and and uh that makes you more efficient it sounds like man oh ab absolutely yeah you get to see everything that's down there you know if you drift through there and catch one i mean you don't know what's down there was there one did you catch it was there 20 you don't know yeah so you've seen it on the camera. You got a good inventory of what's there, how big they are, and you don't have to catch any of them. How have you ever graphed a place? And I don't know your process with this, but have you ever gone over and said, "Oh, there's a bunch of dots right there. They're 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 tic tacked up right there," and then dropped a camera and it not be bass when you were oh, dead convinced they were yeah. bass? Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. Especially in St. Lawrence, you'll see walleye, carp, drum, all kinds of stuff on your graph. And you really? Drop the camera okay. Down there and you're like, oh, they're not bass. Wow. Because I can delete those away points. <laughs> and then you hope that all your competition is like, dude, I got a juice hole. I saw you on it, Seth. Like, you going to start on that? And you're like, nah, I don't think I'm going to start on that. <laughs> and then you're just praying that Jason Christie runs to those. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's freaking great, man. Yeah, I'm going to – I had one of those cameras back in the day. I actually got one for Christmas, like the very first one. 
And yeah. on the Tennessee River, you might as well just put it in chocolate milk and try to see through it because yeah, it was pointless. Yeah. Like I would go yeah. out in the winter, like some a couple of my favorite places that I still fish on like Wilson Lake, I found with it. I never saw any fish, but I found like rocks and stumps and things like to see how they were set up uh, yeah. in little areas that I had never fished before that I still catch fish off of today uh, that are almost too shallow to graph. But then I, could, I was like you're saying, I'm just dragging that thing around. Uh, yeah. And shining it under docks. I had it on a pole and different things, but found some interesting things. But I may have to reinvest, though, man. I, I it looks like the technology's definitely changed. Um, yeah. So, dude, kind of keeping in line with what I was talking about before you came on, you something amazing that that just getting to know you and your character over the last few years. You were you were a, a holdout, a standout when everybody else, you know, I shouldn't say everybody else, but when the split happened three years ago, and I know you get tired of talking about this just like I do, but when the split happened, dude, you were, you planted your, you know, flag on the Bassmaster moon, so to speak. You're like, this is where I'm going to be. This is what I wanted to fish. You were very vocal about it. Uh, even posted some hilarious videos. I encourage all of you to go back and find from three years ago. Cause they're great. Uh, but you were that guy. So is, is it redemption in a way for you to get to hoist that trophy for that reason? If nothing else, like that you were, you were like, you know what? I'm going to stay true to who stayed, you know, stay true to me. This is where my career started. This is where it's been made. And now you're AOI three years later. Like, dude, that's to me, that's redemption. Yeah, no, it, it feels amazing. It's just, the deal is, uh, I don't know. Bass is where I always wanted to be. I mean, I feel like if I would have went over, I'd be fishing the opens right now, you know, and those are, you know, walk in the park to qualify. Bass through. fishing purgatory, Seth. That's what those are yeah. <laughs> for a lot of guys, exactly. man. So a lot of guys. I'm glad I don't have to do that and clearly made the right choice. And, yeah, I just saw, like, 20 red flags. Don't get me wrong. I thought about it for a second. But yeah. not long. I saw about 20 red flags and um, just trusted my gut. My gut told me to stay, and it worked out. Yeah, dude, now you are, you're in that bass fishing record book, history book, etched in the bronze statue they'll have in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame one day will have the sweetest stash and mullet ever with a <laughs> llama next to it. Like, it's going to be, like, you you broke the mold, dude. Like, I, I feel like, I don't know, I, I said this to you before, but, like, your persona, who you are, because that's who you are on camera, off camera, like, it's just real as rain, and it's so comforting to see because, dude, you grew up like I did in this. We're almost the same age. Grew up in this era of, like, polished pros, right? Like, everybody's yeah. got their spiel. But then you know, like I know, how many of the guys that are super fan favorites, when that camera's off, they're not that guy, right? Yeah, and, exactly. and it's a shame, man. And I, I was actually talking with yeah. a sponsor at ICAST about you and about how impressive it is that you are the same dude all the time and I think guys like Lee Livesey and I think guys like Caleb Summerall and the Johnston boys and all the like everybody's kind of you know you guys got a good bunch over there and yeah. and there's a lot of good dudes at MLF I'm not I, I certainly don't want yeah. anybody to take offense to that that because I, there's a lot of people I care about over there just like you you got a lot of buds yeah. over there uh, but but the Elite Series got a good crew man right now and I think for all the unknowns and 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 I think you can speak to this. I'm dealing with that on MPFL, right? When we started, it was like oh, a bunch of nobodies. 
nobody knows anybody. Well, dude, and then you're four tournaments in, you got somebody's, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. everybody's yeah. a nobody until there's somebody. And the same was said about the Elite Series. Like, nobody knows half these guys. Well, they know Fighter and Chris. But they don't know anybody. Hank Cherry. They don't know anybody else. And, dude, you guys survived all the gunfire coming your way. And, like, it's just stout to me. Yeah. What's going on? It's super competitive. And uh, and and we'll only get more competitive. Like you're talking about the guys coming yeah, through yeah. the opens. Uh, do and you see more people getting in the opens next year, trying to come yeah, back? I, I do. I mean, I, I don't. I don't talk to all the guys over there right. much anymore, and know what's going on. I know there's some that are definitely happy over there, but for sure, there's some that definitely aren't. And I don't know. A lot of them. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're just going to ride out their days over there, just. I think a lot of them guys know how hard it is to get in through the opens, and that's scary to quit a pro-level tour for what might be upwards of two, three, four years fishing semi-pro to get back in it. That's terrifying, you know? Well, you and I know a guy by the name of Josh Douglas, and Douglas is no joke on the water. You know that, and he works as hard as anybody. And, dude, think about how many years he's been in the Opens. He's my example and not in a negative light. Like, dude, he's missed it barely by a mark. Yeah, Yeah, barely missed it a few times. And it's like, damn, now that it's three guys, three freaking guys for a division. I'm fishing the Centrals this year. When you pull up, there's 225 boats, and you're like, only three people (laughs) this group. And it should be that way. I mean, I, I agree yeah. with that because it's the top level of the sport, but it's like, damn, this yeah, is... But uh, that, yeah, I, I want no part of that. Hell no, no. AOI and I want no part <laughs> of the Opens. Dude, there's too many variables. You got co-anglers, you got locals, you got all kind of crap that can go wrong, oh, yeah. man. I mean, we saw Scott Martin... For a few spots, you cannot have a bad day. That's right. You can't have one bad day out of three tournaments or you're cooked, dude. You are absolutely yeah. cooked, man. Yeah. Uh, I heard a rumor, and you, you can speak to this. Actually, I was talking to Carl Jackson about it. It's not really a rumor. He said, you guys are trying to get back to 80. Is that correct? On the elites? Uh, That's kind of the overall feel? I think we're going to go down to 90 this okay. year. Okay. I don't know if they're going to do another big cut next year and try to get to 80, but I, I kind of – I don't really agree with that personally. I think 100 is a good number. I mean, I've been doing – Fishing 100 boats multiple times, yeah. and I'm, that's plenty – small enough a hundred is tiny i'm pulling up where i want to pull up where i want to fish a hundred's plenty and then i mean if you get down to 80 and you're taking in 15 guys every year i mean after two years i mean over a 30 year field is going to be gone first and second year guys you know yeah that's right and and like they're going to keep taking in as many as they're going to take in i'd like to stay at a hundred i would agree with that man i was talking to carl about it and he said man there might be he didn't say man. He said mate. Let's be honest. But he said uh, he said mate. There could be twenty three guys gone from the elites. And dude, I about like that. I about threw up for those people. Yeah. Like damn man. Yeah. And I understand it's performance driven. You got to catch them. But it's like dude, yeah. can, I can't imagine. Like you're saying, going back through the opens. But I can't imagine going. Hey, I'm Luke Duncan, Elite Series Pro, and you've been there two or three years. The COVID thing happened, and then you, it's just gone from your life. Oh yeah. Like You're I can't imagine the, that. Going into the last two tournaments, the first guy outside of the proposed cut was Brian Schmidt. Yeah. yeah. And he's a hammer, dude. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. Absolutely dude a freak. won all kinds of tournaments. And, like, I mean, obviously he got the job done at the last two. Right, so he's right. safe now, but that was, was going to be the first guy cut. I don't think I realized that. Cut. 
however you want to talk, however you want to consider it. But I mean, he's really good. It's not like some guy that never catches him. Like he wins tournaments and he's about to get cut. Oh dude, he was, he was uh, competing against that guy on the FLW tour was terrifying. Like he, yeah. he was that dude. If you pulled up and there was a blade of grass, you you were just go ahead and write his name on something. Like he was going to be, be the yeah. dude to beat that week. And uh, yeah. I was proud to see him win at Champlain. Actually, yeah. uh, Chris Mitchell at Bass, a friend of mine, I told him he better pick him at, uh, and he had a good tournament at Pickwick this year, but I was like, dude, you better pick him at Pickwick. It's a lot of offshore grass. Of course, then it flooded and got crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Mitchell texts me after Champlain. He goes, well, I guess your prophecy's finally coming true. <laughs> he's like, he, he's picked him <laughs> in fantasy fishing a bunch. And he's like, thanks. He finally pulled it off. I'm like, dude, you don't understand. Yeah. That guy's like, he has gills. Um, yeah. That's interesting, dude. That's very no, that interesting. That was a huge win for my Champlain. Went oh, back yeah. against the wall, about to get kicked out, and comes through and wins the thing. That's, that's awesome. Incredible. I need to have him on to talk about that. That that is yeah. super super impressive, man. Yeah, and he's a good dude. Too. Good like, dude, man. Yeah. One of the real ones out there. Definitely yeah. one of the real ones. There's no uh, there's no fluff there, man. It's all uh, it's all real. Uh, kind of like Seth freaking fighter, dude. I can't thank you enough, dude, for coming on. Um, I didn't want to bug you right after. But then, uh, and I never got to run into you at ICAST. I, I was pissed off about that. I told Corey, I was like, if you see Fighter, yell at me. And then I saw you post a couple of videos, but then you were you were in and out, right? Yeah, I was there for one day, and it was chaos. I was hammered the whole time. I bet. We got back on the plane. So. I, I don't, dude, that's the best way to do it. I did uh, two and a half days, and I was uh, ready on that half day to get the hell out of there. I'll be <laughs> yeah. honest. I barely had a voice left and uh, was ready to roll, but... Dude, yeah. uh, I hope you shoot a lot of ducks. I hope we get to run into each other this fall somewhere. Yeah. And uh, thanks for taking some time away from the family this morning to yeah. to cut it up, yeah, dude. Thanks for having me on. All right, dude. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Seth we'll Fighter, ladies and gentlemen. One of good guys right there in the sport. Awesome, awesome dude. And, uh, I mean, just stone cold assassin on the water this year with the coolest mustache in the game seth fighter seth freaking fighter so uh yeah that's it for the week for the podcast for july 26 that's it that is it ladies and gentlemen i want to thank each and every one of you for listening even if you're currently not even to this part of the podcast because you're too busy typing what a piece of crap i am for saying the things i said this episode but you know me, uh, I'm going to be honest to a fault, and it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm unapologetically me and always will be unprofessionally professional, as the podcast logo says. Thank you all for being low lifers. Thank you all for listening every single week. Be sure to watch Boats and Pros this week with JMFW. It is going to be a fun one. I will be in the comments on Wednesday. I'm going to try to post that around 6 p.m. I will be there in the comments mixing it up. So drop in, say hi, give Watson hell. It'll be a good dang time. Be sure to hug your mama and your daddy. I'm going to take you out with a little Biloxi Blues like always. And I'll see y'all next time. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens in red. Does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Heading my way For another place And I got